Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is a 7 a.m. mindset call, mental toughness call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, and the day is Monday. So we do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And on this particular call, which is a conference call, we talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, we talk about life, we talk about books, we talk about affirmations, we talk about success, we talk about failure. And we do teaching. We actually teach on this call. This is, well, not teaching like you know, teaching like where you take a test and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I need to do that, start giving you all tests on Friday and see who could pass the test. That might be something I could do. Wow, and then whoever passed the test or get a, you know, like an 80%, then you get something like some kind of, uh, some kind of money. I don't know what kind of money, but, you know, some money. Maybe some Jamaican money. <laughs> Got a little old dollars left over. I'm not sure what you get. But I, that's a good idea, folks. I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start coming up with test questions from Monday and Wednesday. And then on Friday, I'm going to give you the test maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's that'd be pretty cool. I got to figure out how I'm gonna do that though, and see who actually because you can have your notes, you can use your notes, you can have your notes in front of you. Then I'm gonna hit you with, you know, one that you probably didn't think about. So, all right, so we take this call and we load it on a uh, on the podcast platform on 16 different podcast platforms. All right, so. You know, like iTunes, Breaker, Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, number of podcasts, I mean, number of podcast platforms because we want you to get this information. And so that's why we load it on those platforms because it's easy access to go back and get it, to listen to the replay over and over and over. It's also easy access to go share it. Remember I talk about that we need to share this information with uh, the younger generation, you know, start just sending out two a day, I mean two a week, eh, one a day, that's five a week, to somebody and say, hey, check this out, tell me what you think about it. See, you know, some of y'all not doing that because you think I'm just telling you to do that. No, 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 no. You don't know who's going to be interested in that because a lot of people think all we do is sell, sell, sell. And they don't like selling, selling, selling. That's what they think it is, even though it's not. They might not know that this information you're receiving, and, you know, it might be refreshing to them to hear it. Because I know, you know, between 25 and 35, it was things that I thought that nobody else talked about. And so, you know, that makes you feel kind of, out there like a little strange <laughs> so but you're really not you just i think everybody that was in the loop that's in the box that's in the the uh cult of call america is really the strange ones the ones that's thinking outside of it is not but you're going to feel that way because you don't hear it anywhere so if you share this they might say man you know i was thinking that too and i just didn't want to say anything to to my people because they're going to look at me all strange well, they still gonna look at you strange. They still, but at least you know that somebody else is thinking that way also. <clears throat> and, and and you know, because it might 
equate to dollars for some of you guys because they might say, look, man, I want to, you know, do what y'all doing. Because I think that's the only thing that kind of makes you want to do something if you, if you equate to dollars. So try that, folks. Try to send it out to some people. You know, share it. Do those kind of things. Now, we also have the, the conference call replay number because this is a conference call. It's not a podcast even though it's on the podcast platforms, but it's a conference call. So the replay number is 712-432-1085 and the same PIN code, 783357-POUND. Now, Wednesday we're going to have this contest between Kimberly Shinnevert, Patricia Ryan, and I don't know if Preacher Man is going to be in the loop. He said he's going to be in Talam, you know, chilling. I think that's what he said. If he's not, if he's not going to be around, we got Miss Harry. I think that's a backup, and she's going to come in and take the cash. She says, she says, you know, it's like, it's like you know, NBA playoffs. If you mess around and let me get in this playoff, I'm winning. That's what she says. She says, so right now I'm currently out. But if preacher man don't show up, preacher man, you know, can't do it because he's a little chicken. She said, I'm ready. Messing around, let me in the playoffs like the Braves. The Braves were supposed to be in there. They got in there, and they took it all. So I'm not questioning, you know, Fisher Ryan or Kimberly. I know they have skills. But I'm just telling you what Harry is thinking. Don't let me in this thing. Just don't let me in this thing. Mess around, do that. Oh, it wasn't Harriet. <laughs> I'm speaking for you, Harry. That wasn't you. <laughs> who, who? Somebody texted me who said they was they was uh, the backup. Who who said that? Who said they were the backup? Preacher man putting his wife in now. He getting chickies, and my wife told me I can't do that. That's wrong. <laughs> he coming up with some excuses. He said. He said, but. He said, somebody in Tony's group called me scared. Oh, God, preacher man using his wife now to get out of it. So who who, who said they were the backup? Come on, text me now because, uh, let me see. Now you you bagging out of being the backup? Let me see who said they were the backup. Let me see. I think I wrote it down. <clears throat> if it's not a backup, then that means it'll be, Kimberly and Patricia Ryan. <laughs> now Kimberly gets scared. She getting out of it when she can have her spot. Thank Patricia Ryan. You just gonna win just out of, of the process of elimination. You know how people run for office and and the two candidates just quit. <laughs> so then you <laughs> you automatically in and you just win. That's what it looks like because Kimberly's out. Preacher man crying. All right, Patricia, just on Wednesdays, I'm going to let you just, you know, show them how it should be done, and then you just automatically win. Patricia said, I told you they were scared. Dang. Dang. If anybody else want to step up for Wednesday, let me know, because you can go back and listen to a bunch of the calls, and you'll hear what I say, and then uh, the whole thing is to get as close as possible to what I say, even though I switch it up sometimes, all the time. But you know what I'm trying to say, what, what I'm saying each morning, my point. Because you might even bring another 
you know, style to it or whatever, but we want to get the point, all right? Got that? Who's this? Who's, who's this? Somebody stepping up? Hold on. Uh-oh. Dr. Tolliver says she in the game. Okay. So so we got Dr. Tolliver and we got we have uh, Patricia Ryan. She said, <laughs> Dr. Tolliver, you won't believe what she texts me. She said, Patricia Ryan, my only competition? Oh, I'm in. Oh, man. Dang. <laughs> she sent me her cash app right then. She said I can go and send her the money. Dang. So we got Wednesday morning right before Thanksgiving. We're going to have Dr. Tolliver and Patricia Ryan. Who y'all, who y'all pulling for? Who y'all think can win that? Who you think? Who you think? Patricia said, Dr. Tolliver, no competition at all. <laughs> That's my competition. She said, I can do that in my sleep. I'm telling you, that's what she said. She said, she told me to tell you, difficult takes a day and impossible takes a week. Dr. Tolliver, that's what she said. She said, she's going to have to get off the boat to show y'all how she can walk on water. Because she the rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> All right, I digress. Let's go. I got a little. I got a little article to read, and we're done today. Not a lot. Not a lot. I didn't go to the book. I went to one of the old uh, networking magazines that I used to get. You know, used to have those come out. I think they might still come out, but I don't know how many people get them. But I used to wait every month, go to Barnes and Noble for the new one that would come out, and then I would grab it, man. You know what was sad about that, though, is that that magazine came out for at least 15, 20 years. 15 years at least. And I can tell you, I got all of them. And I can promise you this. It was only maybe two or three interviews with a brother in the magazine or a sister. The whole time. And that was 12 a year, 12 magazines a year for over probably 15 years. If you flip through that magazine trying to find somebody that looked like you, you were hard-pressed. I mean, truly. It was one brother I remember that was from Memphis. They put it in here because he, he had a good story from uh I think he was in Excel, and then he even moved on to a couple other companies. And then uh, maybe two others, and then they were like Africans. That says a lot, you know, what I'm saying? It's, that says a whole lot. Because so. it wouldn't like a lot of us out here doing it, you know. So, All right, here we go. This is my guy, Steve Siebel, and this is, I, I actually, uh, around this time is where I ran across him. I didn't know he was a speaker because I just thought he was a writer. Uh, but this is what he says. When you saw the title, and the title of this is What Great Presenters Tell Themselves, and it's what to say to yourself before and after your presentation. <laughs> 
So before you start to present whatever it is and after, he says, when you saw the title and, and subtitle of this article, did it seem a little silly to you? Okay, I'm going to read it again, the title. What great presenters tell themselves what to say to yourself before and after your presentation. Now, remember, this was probably, let me see what year was this. This was uh, 2003, so that had to be, so that's, what, 18 years ago? He says, does that sound a little silly to you? Probably doesn't sound silly now, but maybe then it did. Or perhaps even a little cheesy. He said, I understand, but here's the truth. It, it's probably the single most important aspect of mental uh, of the mental dimension, by far the most important dimension of making powerful, persuasive presentations. So he's saying what you say to yourself before and what do you say to yourself after is probably the most powerful aspect of the mental dimension. So most presenters, whether in a one-on-one -on -one or large opportunity meeting, get caught up in the words they're using and pay more attention to what they're saying than to how well they are actually transferring their belief and enthusiasm to the prospect. So they're more concerned of the words and what they're saying than whether they are transferring the belief and enthusiasm to the prospect. I always said before that it's not, it's not how articulate you are or how many big words you use. It's does the prospect leave with understanding what you were saying. It's the understanding of it. That's why you can see people who, who don't, they don't use the, the big magnificent words, and I'm not saying you shouldn't use that because there are some people who use, you know, large words and, and, you know, just words that most people don't use, but they use it in a way that it comes across to the, the average person where they can understand it. But then there are a lot of people who use those big words and the average person walks away saying, I don't know what the heck they just said. So I'm not saying you can't be, you know, a uh, wordsmith and you can't be a, you know, a, a talented individual that, that um, can speak the king's English so well uh, that it's going to be a turn off to people. I'm not saying that. Because, there, again, there are people who can do that. And you see some of them like, uh, and some of the best writers can do that because they already know the words to use anyway, or they either look up the words. Hey, some of, look, some of the, uh, and I know some of you are not going to believe this. Hold on, hold on one second. But some of the best hip-hop Artists, rappers can articulate very well because a lot of those guys study the words. I remember when uh, uh, Rakim said that it would take him sometimes two or three weeks just to find the exact word to put in one of his lines. Like when he would write in his notebook on songs that he wanted to say, you know, rap. He said he would, you know, it might be, it might be two weeks before he could find one word that he want to put in there. Now everybody doesn't do that. Some people can just listen like Jay and just walk in there and boom, because he was doing it so long. But then some people, 
you know, so I'm saying it's not like you have to, um, right, T.I. is like that too. And see, what people don't realize is that these guys have just studied the dictionary. They've gone back and forth before. They used to have a dictionary, just look at words and see how can those words fit. So when you when they talk, <clears throat> you can hear it in their voice. So a lot of times that delivery that they have, even though they might use some words that most people hadn't, it's still relatable and people can still grasp it. But then again, again, I saw people who, who I've seen people use these words and it doesn't relate, even though they walk off and they're like, I spoke the King's English, I was, you know, blah, 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 and people were sitting there saying, I don't know. So what, what, what I've always said and what he's saying is it, you have to reach the people. So if you reach it, look, let me tell you something. That was one of the things that Trump had, and I know y'all, you know, we all are not a Trump fan. I'm not. But he knew how to reach the average person because he would use little simple words and he would say them over and over and over. He would take phrases and, you know, like Sleepy Joe, Crooked Hillary, uh, whatever those phrases, and he knew the average person, you know, could ride with that. And they would, you know, and so they, and see, that was my problem back that the, the Democrats would never come up with stuff like that. They were still highly intelligent and just using other, and I'm like, man, he he beating you to death with this stuff. He's beating <laughs> he he's beating you to death with it because they coming up with these little uh lyrics and little profound statements that's simple but it made a point. You know, even to make America great again. That I was you know, you know what he was saying. Let's take it back to them days, but you know, they start wearing the shirts, the hats and all that and so but what kind of slogans were the Democrats coming up with? What kind of words were they coming up with that will move the average person in the crowd? Um, uh, you know, it wasn't. I think Obama had a slogan. What was it? Uh, it's a time for a change or something like that. Something he did, but it still wasn't like, it still was, you know, it wasn't touching those um, the farmers, you know, the the blue collar workers. It wasn't touching those people who were who were the 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 voters that needed to be reached. You know what I'm saying? Just like in our business, you know, you got a lot of uh, people that are not like corporate America. They blue collar workers. They they're trying to make it, and so you have to almost reach out and touch them on a way that they can really relate, you know. You have to really relate to them and talk, you know, in their language. And that's, you know, it's a challenge for a lot of people. Um, what was it, Obama? Yes, we can. <laughs> and Trump, Trump, Trump had, lock her up. <laughs> Lock her up. <laughs> and they were all of us hollering that. Lock her up. <laughs> Some like Hillary's going to jail, a crooked Hillary. Man. <laughs> all right, so he says most presenters 
whether in a one-on-one or a large opportunity, me get caught up in the words they're using and pay more attention to what they're saying than how well they are actually transferring their belief and enthusiasm to the prospect. Great presenters know that what they what they do goes far beyond the words they use. So when you analyze what makes great presenters successful, you'll find most of their ability persuade most of their ability to persuade comes from their high levels of energy, enthusiasm, confidence, belief, and clarity. See, people can tell when you have confidence. People can tell when you have belief and clarity. That's why it's so hard to to give people words. Because, you know, you hear some people say, well, just tell me what you said and I'll say it. No, because you, you're not going to say it with the belief, the confidence, and the clarity. It's like I was talking to uh, Valerie the other night and asking her if she could, uh, you know, produce or reproduce the, you know, the Saturday training we did here in Atlanta. I, had, uh, I did this thing called My 20 Commandments uh, for the business. And I would have people just pick out numbers like, I said, give me a number. They said six. So then I read that commandment. They said nine. So afterwards, people asked me, well, can I get the rest of them? And, you know, a lot of times I hate doing that, but I'm going to do it because they ask is because by me putting that on paper and sending it to them, that's different than me saying what I need to say because somebody can read that and say it but not going to say it the right way or not going to get it, you know, when they read, you know, something that somebody sent you because when people say, well, just tell me, send to me what you said, so then I'll say that to the people. Yeah, but when you say it to the people, are you going to have that same energy, that same enthusiasm, that same confidence, that same belief, and that same clarity? A lot of times you're not, first of all, because you don't have the confidence in yourself, and then the next thing is that those are not your words. what they say? You feel me? <laughs> I got a partner, man. He'll say that 20 times when we talk. You feel me? You feel me? And, and you know, that's a bad thing, but it's also a good thing. Because what he's saying is, you understand? You understand? You got that? You feel me? Because sometimes I said, no, I don't feel you. He said, what you talking about? I said, I don't feel that, what you said. Okay, let me say it this way. You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> Now, you can't say that on stage all the time, but when he's talking to me, <laughs> I say, yeah, I got you, man. I feel you. Okay. But, you know, you got to have that belief, that clarity, not from from their choice of words. You know, this is is not to say great presenters don't carefully construct and rehearse their presentations because great ones always do that. But they also know that people buy on emotion, which means that in order to reach people, you need to be able to sell yourself, your product, and your company through emotion, not just through words. Not just through words. He talks about that he trains people on that. Um, He calls it the attraction formula. So the attraction formula, the philosophy of the attraction formula is that the higher a presenter rates on vibration, the more impact that she will have with the prospect. See, I talk about vibration a lot. A lot. Have you ever been around people and they seem pretty cool when you first meet them, you know, like they introduce themselves to you, and then let's say it's three or four of y'all sitting at the table, and then, you know, you start noticing that 
It's something about them you're not really feeling. You don't know. It's a vibration that they're putting out that doesn't, you know, resonate with you. It's like that spirit doesn't doesn't touch you like, you know, and you can pick that up. And you're trying to figure out, well, what is it? I don't know. It's something here that doesn't, we don't jail. It really only been a few words said, but that, that vibration is sitting there at that table with you. Now, somebody else that's sitting there, you probably can. And you, you, you know, it's like you just don't. And then you say, okay, maybe there's something going on with me that day. Then the next time you see that person and y'all sitting down talking or you standing in line or something, you still feel that same way. See, that's a vibration that's being put out that doesn't align with you. Now, that doesn't mean you can't work with that person. That doesn't mean you can't deal with that person. But what it says is you still will be a little uncomfortable but business is business. If you're doing business, you got to understand that. Now, anything outside of that, you're not going to, you know, it's like some people I can deal with strictly on business outside of that, I, you know, because it's going to be uncomfortable. And that's a vibration a lot of times that we don't, we try to figure out what it is. That's what it is. It's like y'all spirits clash. It's like it just doesn't, so you got, you know, one spirit sends out this vibration, the other person sends out that, and it's like, wait a minute. So he says the presenter's rate of vibration. The more important he or she will have with the prospect, in essence, the more attracted to the proposition the prospect will be if they can feel that vibration of you. And that vibration could be your confidence, your, you know, and they also can feel your arrogance. Or they also can feel your low self-esteem which a lot of times arrogance and self low self-esteem are kind of the same. The, right, the rate of vibration consists of five components, energy, enthusiasm, confidence, belief, and clarity. A person's rate of vibration is easily detect, detectable on a conscious level. It's easily detectable on a conscious level. You see what I'm saying? It's, it, it, it is. But it's also picked up and far more uh, acutely so by the subconscious. This is the reason why we say, I don't know exactly what it is, but I have a good or bad vibe about that guy. You know, I don't know what it is. You know, I just got a good vibe. Like, my man Tony Brewer just texted me. I ain't talked to him in a while. But I first met Tony, you know, I felt a good vibe about him. I just felt like, okay, he cool. You know what I'm saying? We can, you know, but there's some people I get around like, matter of fact, the first guy that he took me to, to, we were presenting a program to this guy, which was, I think it was his frat brother. And I sat in that office with him and I just didn't feel that vibe from that dude, man. I just, <laughs> I, I didn't, I just didn't feel it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you remember that, man? I'm like, eh, somebody right up in here. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, you gotta you 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 sometimes you just don't know what it is, but you can, you know, it just it's just uncomfortable. You know. So he says animals of course can sense a person's rate of vibration. That's the reason you don't wanna show your fear, you know, when you're confronted by a large, especially large and potentially hostile animal. I have to tell my wife that all the time because she loves all animals, and they pick that up when she comes around. I mean, literally. Like, 
big um what's the dog uh, there's one dog that she was sitting one day for a lady uh for like two days a rockwiler and this dog was huge man he had he had bitten a piece of the you know like if you're in somebody's living room and they got these big they got the big um window and then on that big window it's like a little shelf under that it's a real small little, i don't know what you call that that rockwiler had bitten a had bit a plug in that wood. Do you, you hey, you feel me? <laughs> you feel me? He had bitten a plug in the wood. And my wife, puppy, 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 hey, puppy. And the big rock wilder just come lean his head against her and, you know. But that's a vibration that he knows she's not afraid of him, that, you know, she loves animals because I call her Ellie Mae. And she just, you know, but I, a lot of times I'm afraid that they might turn on her or something. They might snap, and I'm not, you know, because I know dogs have done that. But, you know, if that dog turned on her and bit or something, she would still be like, oh, no, he just, he had a bad night. <laughs> you know, but that's a person who who just love animals, you know, and they can pick that up. Human beings can pick up, too, your vibrations. When you're presenting to them or talking to them, he said one of the best ways to raise your rate of vibration is to by carefully crafting, monitoring, monitoring, and repeating positive words and phrases to yourself before and after every presentation. Positive self-talk programming is the single most effective way to build a belief and raise your level of attraction to the prospect. Repeating these positive affirmations before your presentation will bring out your charisma and help you create an impact that extends far beyond your words. You know, repeating affirmations after the presentation will reinforce your positive behavior and help you build the habit of controlling your emotions also. So here's a list of the positive present tense affirmations you can say before your presentation. So if you don't have a pen now, you're going to have to go back to the replay and write these down. This is before the presentation. These are affirmations you used to say. I'm prepared, polished, and rehearsed for this one on one. As usual, I've done my homework, and I'm ready to make an impact on this prospect. That's bullet point number one, affirmations. Bullet point number two, I truly believe in what I'm presenting. It's changed my life, and I know it could change hers or his. Bullet point number three, I'm feeling energetic and excited about this opportunity. My excitement is contagious. Number four, my enthusiasm always comes across in my presentations in a warm and sincere way. And number five, I'm totally confident in my ability to present and persuade everyone I speak about this this amazing opportunity. So those are five that you should say before the presentation. You know, if you want to add some more, you can too. But he says, here's a list of positive present tense affirmations you can say to yourself after the presentation. Number one bullet point, well, guess what? I did it again. Man, I did it again. Another great presentation. I just keep getting better and better all the time. That's right. I did it again. Here's another bullet point. That was the single best presentation I ever made, and I'm not surprised because success is a habit for me, baby. You just don't understand. That was the single, man, that was the single best presentation I ever made. Yes, it was. 
You can say that as you walk into the car, as you get off the phone with the person. God, dog, I wish somebody was here to see that because that was the single best presentation I ever made. Success is a habit for me. After the presentation, bullet point uh, number three, Man, I'd be surprised if this prospect didn't jump right in after that presentation. I know, I know right now they're talking to their spouse and they're trying to put that money together. I already know right now. I added that. <laughs> but he says, I'd be surprised if this prospect didn't jump right in after that presentation. Here's another bullet point. Another super fantastic one-on-one, baby. I'm so proud of myself and what I'm doing with my life. You know, you just don't know. Just keep saying that over and over. Another super fantastic one-on-one. I'm so proud of myself. Or another super fantastic group meeting. Or another super fantastic Zoom I did. Or another super fantastic testimony I just did. Shoot, man. I'm so proud of myself and what I'm doing with my life. Man, you just don't know. Hey, you feel me? You feel me? And then you, you say that to yourself, and then yourself say, yeah, I got you, bro. Talk back. <laughs> Here's the last one. With the combination of energy, enthusiasm, confidence, belief, and clarity that I just presented in that meeting, I'm going to be a giant in my business. Man, I'm going to be a giant in my business, a giant. I'm already big, but I'm going to be a giant in my business. See, those are things you say after you present. I don't care how you feel about what you did. Just keep saying it. Don't say it for a week. Don't say it for two weeks. Don't say it for three weeks. Just keep saying it. And keep saying it. And keep saying it. And then that phone call going to come and say, Man, uh, Dr. Tarver, I was telling my husband that was the best presentation I heard. In a long time. And we ready. We want that big package. Dr. Tolliver said, you mean the the $1,200? He said, yeah. He said, is it one bigger than that? (laughs) He said, no, that's all we got. So you don't say that. Because then this is what you say. Of course it is. So you enroll for the big one. And then you bring your husband in for the big one. So is a $2,400 one, if that's what you want, shoot. And you got a daughter or a son, we got a $3,600 package because she can, she can get it too. Y'all ready? <laughs> you got to have that confidence or don't be shocked like most people when you talk to somebody and they say off the bat, I'm ready. And you still, you over there talking about something. Well, you know, as soon as you get the money, just let me know. No, I'm ready. Well, I understand because as soon as you get the money, I know you're going to call me back next week after you look at everything. No, no, I said I'm ready. Well, you know, <laughs> you ain't heard that, so you like, <laughs> I know that person didn't just say they were ready. <laughs> you just talking about something else. they like, hey, hey, I said I'm ready right now. I got my credit card. You ready? Are you you ready? You ready? (laughs) Oh, shoot. Uh, This ain't never happened. I don't know what to do. Let me call. (laughs) 
Let me call somebody. <laughs> hey, Mr. Flipman, I got somebody on. They say they're ready right now, and they're ready to go. I said, well, go on, put them in the system. Oh, okay. I, 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 I you know. <laughs> All right, so he says, I digress for He said, you can use these affirmation programs or write your own. Once you finalize your affirmation selection, record them on a, on a record. Now, this is 2003, so it says a cassette or a mini disc player. I guess the disc was out then, too, or a mini disc player. Now, I love the, you know, old school because you could do the cassette right quick and you're ready to go. And I, you could do it now, I guess, on your phone. You could do it now on your a voice memo because I got a bunch of them on my voice memo on my phone. Now all you have to do is listen to your affirmations before and after your presentation. You already got them locked in. They locked in. You got them recorded in your phone. And I don't know about the sad song. I'm just talking about my iPhone. I know my iPhone would do that, but the sad song, I don't know a sad song. Do y'all have voice memos on the sad song? Do y'all, is it even a recording button on there? You know, for y'all who got them sad songs, I don't know if they got it, you know. But I know on the iPhone you can do that, you know. I don't know about the sad song. So, But many people find this method easier and more enjoyable than simply repeating these phrases to themselves. You know, many people, you know, find that, you know, <laughs> for these sad song users texting me. <laughs> well, it's a sad, sad song, but it's a different meaning. <laughs> it's a sad, sad song. Now all you have to do is just listen to it. You ain't got to you just repeat, let it play over and over and over. Be sure to repeat your affirmation phrases two or three times during your recording session. So when you're doing the before affirmations, like it says, I'm prepared, polished, rehearsed for this one on one as usual. I've done my homework, and I'm ready to make an impact on this prospect. Then you turn around and say it again. I'm prepared, polished, and rehearsed for this one on one as usual. I've done my homework, and I'm ready to make an impact. Uh, impact on this prospect. Then you say it again. I'm prepared, polished, and rehearsed, you know, and then you go to the second one. I truly believe in what I'm presenting. It's changed my life, and I know it can change hers. Then you say it again. I truly believe in what I'm... See, you record it three times over and over and over, and then you go to the next one over and over. So when you're playing it back, you know, it's hitting you. You know, you just... You can be you can be walking in the store listening to it. You can be you know in your car listening to it. You can be you know you hitting yourself with it. That's if you believe you can be successful. If you don't believe that, you can be like, nah. Mm. Make sure you speak slowly and clearly with your enthusiasm in your voice. Now, once you get the hang of it. I would recommend customizing all your affirmations to the areas that you feel you need growth in. Also consider producing a before the presentation tape and after and customize them as well. Try this. I think you will agree that positive self-talk programming before and after presentation is the single most powerful tool you can use to boost your energy, enthusiasm, confidence, belief, and clarity in your presentation. So here's a hint for Dr. Tolliver and Patricia Ryan, today do the thing that I do in the mornings and record it. 
over and over and over. Then you listen to it today, and you listen to it tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, shoot, you're going to be on fire. I don't know who I got my money on, but I'll let y'all know probably by Wednesday. No, I can't even say. I can't. I, I don't know. I'll let y'all know by Wednesday. But what happens on Wednesday now, when you all do your thing, is going to be based on the text messages that come in uh, on who won. Boy, Patricia Ryan talking smack, Dr. Tom. I don't, I don't She just, she didn't talk Miss Sheena Bird out of it and then got preacher man using his wife. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want to play Patricia Ryan at the poker table because she. <laughs> takes a day and impossible takes a week, man. She said, I do this in my sleep. But she said, I know the pressure's on, but guess who ain't going to crack? <laughs> Pardon me, I had to laugh at that. <laughs> All right, folks, that's it for the day. I know I'm tripping like I'm drinking some, but I don't drink, so just high on life.